Hello everyone and welcome to the ninth episode of the Flash Alert podcast brought to you by Legacies. Through this weekly series, we will be taking you through the legal updates and flash alerts that you may have missed during the week. Stay tuned to know more. In the face of the devastating second wave of the pandemic, we wish to express our heartfelt gratitude to the doctors and other healthcare experts who are working overtime, exposed to an extremely vulnerable environment to save lives, and also urge all our listeners to stay strong and resilient in the face of such a disaster. Let us now look at the key developments of the past week. Insurance regulator IRDAI has asked health insurance companies to ensure that policyholders entitled to cashless treatment are extended the facility by all the hospitals that have agreed to provide the same within a maximum time period of 30 to 60 minutes. The regulator clarified that where insurers have an arrangement with hospitals for providing cashless facility such network hospitals are obligated to provide cashless treatment for all treatments including treatment for covid-19 In a significant boost to corporate India looking to undertake CSR around COVID-19 pandemic, the Corporate Affairs Ministry has clarified that the spending of CSR funds for setting up makeshift hospitals and temporary COVID-19 care facilities would be treated as an eligible CSR activity. This would be permitted as an eligible CSR activity under Schedule 7 of the Companies Act regarding promotion of healthcare including preventive healthcare and disaster management respectively according to an MCA circular. The Reserve Bank of India has relaxed the dividend payout norms of the commercial banks and allowed them to pay up to 50% of what they paid before COVID from the profits for the fiscal ended March 31st 2021. For the financial year 2020, the RBI had asked banks not to make any dividend payment on equity shares from the profits in view of the ongoing stress and heightened uncertainty on account of COVID-19. The Central Board of Direct Taxes has issued detailed guidelines on how banks and companies will report information related to interest and dividend income of taxpayers. Section 285BA of the Income Tax Act 1961 and Rule 114E requires specified reporting person to furnish a statement of financial transaction. According to the notification, banks will have to report the details of all those taxpayers whose interest income across deposits exceeds rupees 5000 in a fiscal year. For companies there is no minimum limit. They will have to report details of the dividend paid to every shareholder. Market regulator SEBI has said in a circular that minimum of 20% of the salary of key employees of asset management companies also known as AMCs will be included in the mutual fund unit. In order to align the interest of the key employees of the AMCs with the unit holders of the mutual fund schemes, it has been decided that a part of the compensation of the key employees of the AMCs shall be paid in the form of unit of the schemes. In a move to bring additional accountability to the asset management industry, SEBI has announced that asset management companies must pay at least 20% of the gross salary of key employees in the form of the units of the scheme managed by them. SEBI said that fund managers that manage index funds, exchange traded funds, overnight funds and close-ended funds can be exempted from the rule. The regulator has defined key employees of the AMC as following: Chief Executive Officer, Chief Investment Officer, 
Chief Risk Officer, Chief Information Security Officer, Chief Operation Officer, Fund Managers, Compliance Officer, Sales Head, Investor Relations Officer, Heads of other departments, Dealers of the AMC. Other key employees mentioned by SEBI include individuals directly reporting to the CEO, excluding personal assistant, fund management team and research team, and employees as identified by AMCs. The government on Sunday said that it has directed all major ports to waive all charges for ships carrying oxygen and related equipment amid a massive surge in COVID-19 infections across the country. In a statement, the Ministry of Ports, Shipping and Waterways said it has directed all major ports to accord the highest priority in the birthing sequence to the vessels carrying consignments of medical-grade oxygen, oxygen tanks, oxygen bottles, portable oxygen generators and oxygen concentrators. To fast-track passage of imported oxygen and coronavirus-related medicines, the Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs, also known as CBIC, has asked such importers to fill up a single-page online form, giving description of the goods and its end-use in case of difficulty faced by them in getting prompt customs clearance. The CBIC, which is the apex body related to customs duty and clearances, has already made public the names and contact details of nodal officers for facilitating COVID-19 customs assistance to trade and has asked all customs zones to clear such items in the shortest possible time. The government has extended the deadline for making payments under the direct tax Vivad Se Vishwas dispute resolution scheme and some compliances under the Income Tax Act by two months till June 30, 2021 in light of the second wave of COVID-19 raging across India. According to the previous time frame, those who had applied to settle their tax disputes under the direct tax Vivad Sevishwas Act were required to pay the settled tax amount by April 30th. The Reserve Bank of India has issued guidelines for appointment of statutory auditors of banks and NBFCs, including housing finance companies. The guidelines will be applicable for financial year 2021-22 and onwards. However, non-deposit-taking NBFCs with asset size below Rs 1000 crore have the option to continue with their extant procedure. The guidelines provide necessary instructions for appointment of SCAs and SAs, the number of auditors, their eligibility criteria, tenure and rotation, etc., while ensuring the independence of auditors. The government has allowed businesses to verify through electronic verification code monthly GST returns filed till May 31st. In a notification, the Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs said that any registered person during the period from April 21, 2021 to May 31, 2021 will be allowed to furnish the return in Form GSTR-3B and details of outward supplies in Form GSTR-1 verified through electronic verification code. Currently, businesses are required to digitally sign the GSTR-3B form while filing the monthly return and paying taxes. Striking a blow for financial transparency in the banking system, the Supreme Court revived its 2015 judgment making it necessary for the Reserve Bank of India to disclose financial information regarding private and public banks under the Right to Information Act. A bench of Justice L. Nageshwar Rao and Justice Vineet Saran held that the applications for recall were not maintainable and were an attempt to seek reconsideration of the 2015 judgment, which broke new grounds by opening up under the purview of the Sunshine Law, 
information relating to non-performing assets or bad loans, losses from trading operations, even show-cause notices and fines imposed by the RBI. This brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you all for listening in with us. If you liked today's episode, please do subscribe and tune in every Friday for more such updates. Please do also feel free to write in to us with your comments or suggestions for today's episode.